Hello and welcome to episode 127 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm the man of the hour, the man with the power. Too sweet to be sour, your host, Michael. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the rest of the team. The best part cricket clubman I've ever played with. Welcome, Alex. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> that one time at training, I dropped everything when I filled in. Um, it's... Just a testament to how hard you work at training, fellas, but how good you with the gloves. So, <laughs> uh, next up, one of Central Victoria's most renowned mathematicians. Welcome, David. <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, and that's a lie, Alex. I didn't do any work on my keeping than uh, <laughs> I was a gun. So, yeah, good good work, mate. I'm proud of the talent you possess, the raw natural talent. What, Davy Warner? And lastly, the Irimple Swallow's favourite son. Welcome, Ross. And Ross is also not here again this week. He's gone Dennis Rubman on us again and we can't find him. I've also got a feeling I may have got those introductions mixed up a little bit. But we'll play. We'll, we'll move on from there. So that's all right. <laughs> Sounds uh, so, perfect to me, Mick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome one and all to the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. So do yourself a favour, hit up Frederick Harold on social media and their website, buy yourself some socks and you will look almost as good as a Michael Clark terrible haircut. Probably better. <laughs> Which All terrible righty. one? The, always, I don't think he's had a good one, has he? The popcorn, uh, buttered popcorn spikes uh, when he first come in. Now he's got the full up peggy blinders, like shaved yeah. like number zero on the side and a big mop on the top. He went... Zero all over for a bit too, didn't he? Oh, that's too, probably his yeah. best one, actually. He yeah. looked like Davey Water when he first burst onto the scene. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Speaking of folks with rude heads, we'll quickly touch on this little bit of cricket news. It's been announced today that um, the man who loves to punt a man's head out of his body, Ben Stokes, will captain the English test side against the West Indies in the upcoming test due to Something to do with Joe Root not being there. I don't know why Joe Root's not there, but I read that today on social media. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but that's what I read. So <laughs> we'll take it. No, social media doesn't lie. It's like Wikipedia. So I don't yeah. think it's ever lied. I think it's always 100% perfect. Yeah. I hope it goes as well as um, Andrew Flintoff's foray into captaincy. <laughs> <laughs> the last um, power all-rounder that England had. Jesus. Why was he ever captain? It Unbelievable. Makes zero sense. I mean, it's not like they were had a dearth of like leadership. Uh, Strauss is in the team at that time. Yeah. Um, our cook was just starting, but yeah, Strauss could have handled it. That was around the time where it was like, we want to give it to anyone not named KP, wasn't it? So they yeah, pretty chose, much. They yeah. chose everyone else around him until like he just was, knew he wasn't wanted. The Ward effect, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll be probably fine as captain. I don't think it's a good decision to make a person who was rubbed out for X amount of months for belting some bloke up in a nightclub and then lying about it for most of the time. <coughs> I don't think it's a good look. But Redemption, probably... though, again. Redemption story. That's true. I mean, yeah. it's. I think just about every Australian cricketer ever has a redemption story. So you can't really... Not Robinson Caruso with like that. But yeah, I think he'll be fine tactically. I don't think... See why it would be shitter than Joe Root. So, does um, does a captain these days at international level, do they handle all the tactics and things? I mean, you've got senior bowlers. Like, surely Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad will be there to help him out. Mm, There'll be yeah. you know, high-level coaching staff to be able to sort of assist during 
Smoke what not? They'll probably. You know, or will they go the old um, walkie-talkie mode? Oh, it's the earpiece. Yeah. Deep point. Deep point. <laughs> Fine leg. <laughs> um, the only issue it might be with which some um, bowling captains have. Well, it goes two ways, right? You never bowl yourself perfectly if you're a bowling captain. Yeah, you yeah. either bowl yourself way too fucking much because you want to do the job yourself, like or you just under bowl yourself terribly. Like Megan, that's the one. Yeah, I yeah, you're the, yeah. <laughs> you're the under bowler. I'm going to easily bowl 300 overs that year and only bowl 200. Everyone should be happy. You're, so. you're only under bowled. You're only under bowled because there's limited overs games. So it has to stop at 80, so therefore you can only bowl 40. Need that's the timeless test. <laughs> 27 days nuts from one end all day, every day. Uh, um, yeah, oh, look, I think he... Because Jason Holder had a bit of that issue of underbowling himself, yeah. I think, when he was early on as a captain. He's a very good, very good bowler and could bowl lots of overs for no runs and tie an end down. But he sort of underbowled himself early on. Um, but yeah, look, I think it is apart from a slightly bad look. I think it's a decent decision for that side. Yeah, well, there's no one else in that current makeup that really screams like I'm captain if Joe Root's not here. Like I think Stokes might even be the vice captain. So. You know what? It is, it is what it is. So. But don't they have like um, I don't know. I think I read this somewhere. Isn't like most of their batting lineup under ten or twenty tests? Like it'd be pretty hard to yeah, yeah ask it, them to come in and be captain as well. I know they did it with Adam Gilchrist uh, for Australia. I think he played. Uh, I think six tests before he captained the first time when Steve Waugh was injured. But um, yeah. yeah, he played plenty of first-class cricket up until that point. So it wasn't like he wasn't yeah. experienced at cricket. Yeah, just it'd be hard to ask a bloke on his feet batting four for England or three for England to come in and say, oh, you're also the captain as well, mate. Yeah, well, yeah. that's true as well. How many so. tests did Tim Bain, Tim Bain, Tim Payne play before he was made? I mean, extenuating circumstances, of course. Yeah. yeah it would have been many. many. Mm. Yeah, if that, because you don't think he played too many in his first crack at Test cricket, did he? No, oh, like three or four. Yeah, no, and, then no, he shattered so. his, and then he played Nash's series in Australia. Yeah, a couple it wasn't, in South it Africa. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like Payne was like a long serving Tasmanian skipper either, because he had like Jay, George Bailey in the line. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's a bit of a different circumstance, I think. So. And, you know, there. in that English side, you're not picking any of the bowlers. No. Be captain. Like, Jimmy Mark Anderson Wood. would be probably... Yeah, Mark Wood. Yeah. If Mark Wood would be a better captain than Jimmy Anderson, I guarantee <laughs> you that fact. Jimmy Anderson would ruin English cricket for millennia if he got the real, the helm. He would Why? Just, everyone Why would be in tears and brutal human being. <laughs> yeah. imagine, oh, imagine yeah. someone dropping short accidentally for a couple of overs when he's fucking <laughs> finished his spell, got three for spit, opening the bowling, and the bloke just gives away 50 to number three. <laughs> Can't imagine Stu brought it, handle it pretty, yeah, very well either when you see his face when there's a slight misfuel or something. Yeah, yeah, the... Can't imagine he um, is going to deal with it too. Well. Not a great look when your um, captain's batting and backing away to square leg either. <laughs> <laughs> so. to that, uh, he? He's genuinely <laughs> petrified yeah. with the bat in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> imagine that. Get him behind the boys, dig in. First short ball comes, uh, runs out of the way of it. <laughs> We've got a bat for a draw here. Lads comes out, swings out of his ass. The first ball. Uh.
Alrighty, so from um, that little tidbit, we move on to a story that Ross mentioned um, a couple of podcasts ago about um, Sri Lanka selling the 2011 World um, Cricket World Cup final to India. So reports coming out of Sri Lanka this week, uh, there's actually been a criminal probe into the allegations. So there's actually an investigation now that's been launched by... um, officials in Sri Lanka. So um, it is being handled by an independent special investigation unit on sports-related offences, was the quote I read. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, so former sports minister, <laughs> and this man has all the letters in his name. He this is the one that else. I said the other day. Oh. That, uh, there's no way I could say his name, so I'm not going to even attempt it. <laughs> it's Mahinda Nada. So it's, he's got, like, Mahinda and then, like, Canada on the end. Like, Mahinda, Canada. Yeah. yeah, Alpha McGamage, I think it is. Or along right. those line. It's probably his probably names. His name's probably like Terry Lewis, but that's yeah, how it's yeah. spelt. So, um, <laughs> so Lewis. he claimed. So he was the one who claimed earlier this month that Sri Lanka sold the match to ensure an Indian victory. His quote was, "I feel I can talk about it now. I'm not connecting players, but some sections were involved. So it's the old um, one that you hear like." I know who did it, but I'm not telling you. Yeah, okay. I don't yeah. want to upset the apple cart. Um, so it's also been mentioned in the past that um, the 1996 World Cup winning skipper, big fat Arjuna Ranatunga, he's also cast his doubts over the result in the past and he's very keen for this investigation to go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, local media at the time that I read this article were reporting that the former skipper... And he was also the chief selector for the 2011 World Cup. Aravinda De Silva had been summoned for an interview as part of the investigations. Right. So, um, so yeah, so just got a little bit of thing here. So, it's just, you know, after starting strongly, Sri Lanka lost a final at Mumbai's uh, Wakandi Stadium by six wickets. Sri Lanka batted first and scored six for 274 or 50 overs. They appeared in commanding position when Indian superstar Satin Tendulkar was out for 18. But India turned the game dramatically thanks in part to poor fielding and bowling, uh, who were led by Kumar Sangakkara. So from that point, if you're naming Kumar there, it kind of makes, puts it that he was probably involved. <laughs> um, I think. Hmm. Interesting. I'm waiting yeah. for uh, Rob E. Linda to post the game yeah. in full one yeah. so we can all watch someone yeah. bowling at five feet down leg side mm. and drop a dolly. But yeah. I, I hope have zero memories of that final. I hope yeah, it's man. not true because I would like the integrity of the game to still be standing somewhat yeah. um, despite, obviously, sandpapering balls and lollying balls and all that sort of shit. But, <laughs> biting um, balls. And yeah, biting balls. Yeah, that's standing right. Standing on the ball. Yeah, rubbing it on your zipper. Yeah. Um, Sure, the other foot, though, I hope it is true. And I hope they did sell it. Because then we can tell the Indian cricket team <laughs> that their World Cup victory is tainted. Yeah. Um, there's an asterisk next to it. And that they're, they're match fixes. So I am sort of caught in between two camps here. Yeah. Because it'd so, be nice to have something over them. But yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, just a little side note. So, in last November in Sri Lanka, match fixing was made a, an, a, a criminal offence. Um, offenders face fines of up to 100 million rupees, which is just a little bit over half a million dollars, Oof. and up to 10 years in jail. So, oh, nice. 
if anything comes of this, could be a few of our, uh, could be a few Sri Lankan lads in the clink by the town. In the can. Hmm. But yeah, so there wasn't too many other details there. Like I said, no one's been named, and there's no like um, throwing shade at anyone apart from Kumar just being named as skipper, which mm. kind of puts him in the centre of it. But yeah, who knows? Be interesting to see what sort of evidence they have later on once it all sort of once the investigation goes <coughs> yeah. through and how it came about initially, how the how the mm. questions were first raised. It'd be nice to see what was the catalyst for the investigation. And what did they spend the money on? Did they buy a new TV for the club rooms, or they get a, <laughs> they get a couple of leather couches, or like where did the money go? <laughs> full oh. table, you, that yeah. stuff makes money. Yeah, yeah. full Instead table, full make table, money. two dollars a game. Um, it's just a, it, it's an investment. In my experience, no one ever buys a TV for the club rooms. They're no. sort of just just given to you, um, despite the fact they're not working. Yeah, you you walk into the club rooms and there's just another telly there. And in my experience as well, it's just the world's biggest rear projection. Yes, telly. Yeah, that you can time. cook eggs on top of whilst it's running. <laughs> just get... Good for the off season. You don't need mm. to heat the rooms that much. Yeah, the telly just on. turn that telly on, would you? <laughs> Everyone's standing in front of it with their hands out. Ah, <laughs> nothing like a good telly. <laughs> Uh, speaking of big, massive things people don't like, um, this week Shane Lee was a guest on the Batuta Advocate podcast and um, he basically shared a story from the 1999 World Cup. So um, a little bit of background on the situation. At the time, Lee was an inexperienced 22-year-old. He played a few games for Australia when he was picked in the World Cup squad. He made his debut just two months before this tournament had started for Australia. The big lug from New South Wales said, Warren was really nice to me, taking Lee under his wing. But Steve Warren had a theory as to why <laughs> Jane Warren had forged such a close bond with his young teammates. So uh, so this is um, direct from, from what Shane Lee said on the podcast. So he, being Warren, took me in and said, it's going to be the Shane show, me and you, the Shane show. Uh, and so Lee, the, so, and then Steve Warren pulled... Pulled Lee aside and said, "Hey, done with warning." And he's um, and Lee's gone. Oh, he's been really nice to me, you know. Rah rah, it's been really good. And Steve Waters replies, "Mate, do you remember when you were at school and there was a kid who had no mates, and this new kid comes to school and the kid with no mates is all over the new kid. You're the new kid, and warning's the kid with no mates. So um, it's a little bit of an interesting twist in the we don't have a feud between Steve War and Shane Warren because normally warning." Growing shade at Steve War, so this is a nice um, kind of turning of the tables here. So, yeah. what do you boys take from it? I know well, Gin thinks Steve's a bully, so I'll let you go first, Gin. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to Steve War, a few can only be between two people, and you know that's the, that's not a feud according to Steve War because he doesn't have an issue with Shane Ward apparently. Despite, and look, and that is massive bully energy. Massive. Yeah, it Why is the fuck would you so. take it? How old would have Steve Wall been at that time? 99. <laughs> at least 57. Yeah, he's always been 57 to me. <laughs> but, like, just to, like, someone's getting along with someone else on your team. Yeah. Right, it was his team, wasn't it? He was captain. 99. Uh, yeah, he yeah, would have been. Yeah. 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 So it's his team. 
two pe- young persons come into the side who he probably had a hand in selecting, and someone from your team's befriended them to welcome them in, and that's quite a welcoming thing for for Shane Ward to do. It's just as a Shane. Now you're in the team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But walking into a new side, you want someone to come out and talk to you like in that fashion to say you're included now in whatever you know it could be faction or whatever friendship yeah. group but then steve water come out and just say that it's just like like oh you know you don't actually mean anything he just has no friends that's why he's hanging out with you that's my sort of negative yeah. spin on it but i'm just <laughs> like why would you bother saying it like just don't say anything yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. Like, um, assuming it's true, of course. Yeah, well, I can't. Shane Lee doesn't have any reason to lie. Like, what's he got to gain from it now? Well, he's never said a lie. It's like yeah. honest Abe. So. But um, it just it's an interesting tact to go with Warney when Warney's clearly an extremely social creature and likes to have people around him. You just see it from the way his lifestyle is yeah. and all that. Like, he likes to have parties. He likes to be the centre of attention. He likes to have people around him, and that's where he's comfortable. So I don't understand why, when he's at this time in your side, one of your best players, you go to your way to try and isolate him and make him feel as uncomfortable as possible. It doesn't seem like smart captaincy. No matter about yeah. whether you like him or not, it doesn't seem like a really good way to man-manage this man and, his, and the way his personality is. But, I yeah. agree. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. What do you I reckon, mean, David? Sorry, you can take um, Go, Paul. Look, uh, just a rebuttal of a couple of points. Uh, it's still not a feud. <laughs> rebuttal. Because <laughs> Steve Waugh hasn't actually publicly come out and said it himself. Yeah, that's fair. to like Shane Warne every week, read to quote about Steve Waugh. So yeah, that's yeah. one thing. Um, and potentially it was a tongue-in-cheek comment of people who play sport with each other, like the English bloke that I play cricket with, we call him the Pommy Count. You know what I mean? There's no actual malice or slander in it. It's just a tongue-in-cheek comment that is said amongst teammates, which us three as a group have done numerous times within a cricket club setting. So I, I'm not sure it's as serious as people want to make it out to be. Yeah. Um, my, I would say it's more serious when, rent to quote, Warren gets into the paper every week and pots the war. And then Steve Waugh has the good grace to actually not respond to it. So I know that I'm a Steve Waugh, oh, I wouldn't say apologist, but fan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm still, I'm still on his side because I've said some tongue-in-cheek things to teammates or about teammates that I didn't necessarily mean or have any malice intended. It was just a, a thing to say, look, this bloke just acts up. He's a bit of a dickhead. But, you know, we still like him. We still get around him. Fair I don't enough. know. I feel like... Shane Lee would have said that last bit you just said if Steve Waugh said it. Oh, no, no, we still like him, but, you know, this is sort of what he's doing, you know. Oh, we'll just give Shane Lee a call and we'll get him to qualify oh, yeah, exactly yeah, what well, he said. Come on our <laughs> podcast. You know, he'll we, come we, on our call. Get him on a good podcast. Get him on our one. Yeah. <laughs> we're falling into the old trap of passing comment on other podcasts <laughs> oh, or things oh, yeah. heard. On and, the and also, so. passing comment on other podcasts where we've made an assumption which we have no knowledge on but and also <laughs> passing comment on that assumption. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't think it's as serious as what we potentially think. No, um, he's a bully. Even but given their, <laughs> given their history, um, yeah, maybe it was serious. Who fucking knows? Yeah. So, yeah. in summation, David, we don't thinks, know. <laughs> David thinks Steve War is true blue. 
Yep. And Gin thinks he's a cockatoo. So, you know, (laughs) definitely not Vegemite. (laughs) Speaking of true blue, I need to get a beer. (laughs) All righty. So, um, but David's wrong while he's off getting a beer. So, (laughs) (laughs) and hey, hey, nuts, just letting you know, I know you and Dave are good friends, but. You know, Dave's the guy in the group who's, you know, you know that kid in school. Oh, shit, he's back. Fuck. No. <laughs> All righty. So, um, speaking of teammates slagging off other teammates, we're going to check in with one of our favourites, Professor Dino, Dean Jones. Oh. <laughs> so, speaking of, we're going to once again speak about something that happened on another podcast that isn't ours. <laughs> but um, Dino was recently on um, a cricket podcast called Le- Lessons Learned from the Greats. So it's basically they get someone well, on. Does he host it? Does it? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> they, they, get, chapel host. Yeah. they get someone on who um, is a specialist in like a field of cricket, and they get yep. them to talk about that field of cricket. So, um, but on this podcast, he basically he came out, Dino, and proudly declared that he hated David Boone and Mark Taylor. So <laughs> shit. Yeah, everyone loves Booney and everyone loves the Fujitsu. So everyone loves Tubbs. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> But um, basically, when it comes down to it, if we we can take it out of contest and leave it as the headline, and it's fantastic. But the reality of it is, <laughs> Dino was on there talking about um, running between the wickets in and in, in the early days of one day cricket. And if anyone who truly does know and appreciate cricket know that this is something that Dean Jones was the forefather in really creating. The turning pioneer, wasn't he? Really? Yeah. Pioneer, that's what that's the word I'm after. He turned he turned running between the wickets, especially in one day cricket, into an art form. Mm. Dean Jones, he was amazing at it. So basically, you just mentioned on the podcast, like I hated Boone, David Boone and Mark Taylor, for example, when they batted deep, I ran their twos and they didn't run mine. So what that sounds like, I'll defend these two fat blokes as a fat bloke. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> If they're not my runs, I'm not fucking running them either. Can't hit it harder so we can get a four and I don't have to run anything. <laughs> sort your shit out. Um, but yeah, and then but Dino's just gone on and said, you know, you need to be fit at this level. It's not hard to get off your back start, side. Stop having cokes. Stop. I think you snort coke, not have cokes. But um, <laughs> stop having a couple of beers to get yourself fit to win a World Cup. So they've got the batting skills and all that, but it really upsets me in my time because I'm trying to go hard in, in the last 10 overs. So basically, you know, and I get where he's coming from because he his um, way of going about one-day cricket was definitely um, not polar opposite, but was not in the same line as what Booney and Mark Taylor were built for when it came to cricket. Yeah. But, um, and basically he just, on this podcast, I was there, he gives Warner a massive rap about how aggressively he runs between the wickets and all that type of stuff. I think one bloke who we talk about constantly when we watch cricket is fantastic between the wickets now. And he's a fat bloke as well as our man Finchie. He's one of the best running between the wicket players in international cricket. <laughs> and he's a little fat too. fucker too. So that's, yeah. that's a fair effort by him. But yeah, it's just, it's more just old blokes fighting other old blokes and not fucking doing what they wanted <laughs> them to do back in the day 20, 30 years ago. So yeah. It's, it's really been the. Um theme of the COVID isolation and no cricket, hasn't it? It's just, you know, and like the level of podcast that former stars of the game are now going down to, we're soon, we'll get someone soon, I reckon. (laughs) They're going down the rungs, like, you know, and then it's just, that article is on, ah, shit, 
I'm going to fuck up the... Ah, I was going to say Wiseden, but... Oh, sorry. Yeah. It was... Uh, yeah, it was on that. And all they seem to do now is um, just listen to podcasts and then write, like, a 200-word article on yeah. what happened on that podcast. Like, it just seems like every time I get an article from them, it's like, it was on XXX Yeah, podcast. a friend of the show has a podcast, um, Tim Luderman, along with uh, his mentor, Darren Berry. Um and a lot of their stuff is also featured in the in the Wisden's um, yeah. articles. Um, it's interesting hearing that, and I don't know the context. I wonder if Dean actually said anything to them back then or whether he looks at it now in hindsight and goes, yeah. maybe we could have been more successful if these blokes got off their ass. But, yeah, it'd be <laughs> interesting to see what sort of conversation was had back then because, yeah, Booty would have looked him straight in the eyes and told him to go and fuck himself, yeah. you can imagine. Like, yeah. It was the 80s, so... He was an early adopter with fitness in cricket, wasn't he? Held Dino. Yeah. I think the fact that he in one in the specifically in the quote they pulled for the Wisden article, he mentions winning a World Cup because there was that one that I think they lost the final as well that he would have been a part of. Ninety six? No, we did we won. No, no, it would have been the one before. Ninety two they didn't make the final in no. Australia. It might even be it might even be to do with that, like not even making the final in Australia yeah. and just I got a feeling because I don't know if he played in the. He might have, but don't quote me. I don't think he played in the World Cup before that that we won. He might have seen that as his chance, especially the eighty-seven one. Yeah, especially on home soil at the G. He might have seen that as his chance to be a World Cup champion. And through some of the fault of others, he might feel that that was taken away from him. And like we've seen in the last few months with um with Dino, is now he knows he doesn't have a job in Australian cricket. He's more than um. More than comfortable potting a few blokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anybody can, I think. Mm. <laughs> COVID times, COVID craziness, isn't it really? Oh, it is, isn't it? We went a bit COVID crazy ourselves, didn't we? Podcast every week. Didn't yeah. get out that well. Fuck. Yeah. I'm going to start potting some of my former teammates too in a separate podcast. Oh, I think I'm just going to We're go Dean Jones stuff. <laughs> We're in trouble. You're, like, you're still his teammate, Gin, so you might get to the cracks. Yeah. I'll make an exception for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible running between the wickets. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> I'll happily take this chance just to rebut now and say, fuck you, David. Yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> go and fuck yourself. All righty. So we'll move away from. Um, from reporting on podcasts and we're just gonna the last little bit of cricket news I've got here is um the states have finalized their squads for the for the uh 2020 um Australian cricket season so there's been a few wins and outs there's been a few folks pardon me a few folks moving around and that some retirements and some um Axings that were probably a little bit surprising. So yeah. I'm just going to go through state by state. I'm not going to read out the entire squads because the reality is is that most people who listen to our podcast, including ourselves, don't know half the fucking people that are on, in these. <laughs> and squads. we're not just we're just that not not that sort of podcast anymore. No. We used so, to be yeah, endless name be, reading out, yeah. but now we're just a bit <laughs> yeah, we used to be the three hour let's read out names podcast. <laughs> but we're trying to move away from that. So um, so first off, we'll start we'll start with. Um, the cunts everyone hates. We'll start with New South Wales. Yeah. So um, the major ins there is they've um, picked up former Victorian quick, quick or medium medium quick, uh, Chris Tremaine. Mm. So he's he's originally from New South Wales. So yep. before he came to Victoria, got he got himself up and about and 
at one stage was in talk to be in test squads and things like that. He's yeah. taken some wickets and now he's decided to uh, ride off into the sunset and retire. He'll, he'll end up retiring in New South Wales where he's from. So um, disappointing from a Victorian fan point of view because I actually like Chris Tremaine. He's just a good, honest, hard worker. But yeah. he was supposed to New South Wales, so there's obviously something wrong with him so that cunt can get fucked. Yeah, fuck him. Once you're out, you're out. Once you're out, you're out. Fuck him. Until you come back, then you're back. Yeah. yeah you're back. That's all right. Um, the other probably main one that um, New South Wales has signed up is Adam Zampa. He's left South Australia. So um, there was a lot of talk in the off-season that um, the man with the headband was going to come to Victoria and yeah. they looked like they were in the front seat for him. But from all accounts, it was the lure of um, playing at the SCG and playing with Daniel... Not Daniel. Playing with Nathan Lyon. Daniel Lyon. That must be his brother. It was apparently the lure of playing with Nathan Lyon because he, and fair enoughly so, has a, has a goal to be a test player and he believes that Nathan will help him in his preparation for that. Yes, Alex. Yeah, and also, as you know, when he gets his first baggy blue, <laughs> the baggy green's in the That's box it, as well. Mate, so it's, it's, in the, it's, in the, it's in the bottom of your New South Wales cricket bag. He's yeah, got to keep good decision by Trems yeah. and... Uh, Old Mulane man himself. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of other ones that um, I've, I've added in here were just blokes that um, names might be familiar. There was uh, our, one of our favourites from the podcast, uh, Daniel, you can go your sole way. He's been <laughs> upgraded. He's been given a contract. He was at New South Wales last year, but without a contract. And another chap was in that boat, was a young bloke by the name of Nathan McAndrews. So he got upgraded to a contract as well. McAndrews? Yeah. Right. So um, the make out for um, New South Wales is another one of our favourites for a bit of podcast fodder is the sock, Stephen O'Keefe. So um, he has retired is the official word. So, yeah, we spoke about that on our yeah, podcast. So we spoke that a while back. So um, apparently they removed the alcohol portion of the budget from <laughs> New South Wales um, uh, salary cap, so Sock had to go, unfortunately. They I think the yeah. post, post-mix machine was denied yeah. funding, so he couldn't get no bourbon and Cokes anymore. So <laughs> yeah, they couldn't, put your they, toys they, out. Yeah. <laughs> put your cocktails out, no more they, bourbon they, and Cokes. <laughs> they lost their vodka Red Bear can sponsorship, <laughs> so they couldn't pay him anymore. So he's, he's a pineapple <laughs> man from way back. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> so also... um. The other thing I'm going to touch on when we go through the squad is just which of those which players have Australian contracts for each squad as well. So the Aussie contracts, uh, unsurprisingly, there's a, not, there's a lot in the New South Wales side. So there's Pat Cummings, Big Noni Hazelwood, Nate Lyon, Steve Smith, Dave Warner, Mitch Stark, and the previously mentioned Adam Zampa. So they all have Aussie contracts. I think Zampa is obviously a one-day contract because it's a one-day squad. Um, so from there, we moved further north to Queensland. So there wasn't really any major ins for Queensland, but one in I did make um, note of was um, former ACT player Benji Flores has signed with Queensland. So I've just assumed he's the Jason Flores's brother, who's also named after a dog. So yeah, we've got another Benji big Flores. lug in the ranks, fellas. Yeah. So. So he's a big he's, he's a ginger lad as well. So I assume that they're related. They look the same. So. He'll, um, be pre, he'll be president of the uh, Australian chapter of the Oblach in no time. Bit of sizzle from some later on in the um, podcast talk on the uh, big lugs. 
Oh, happy days. Yeah, a bit of talk about Alrighty, that. so um, from an outs point of view, um, the Cannon, Cameron Gaddon's gone to WA. Oh, there you go. Um, and Charlie Hemphrey has gone to Glamorgan. So from all accounts, from memory, he is English-born. So oh, he's okay. obviously um, heading back over there to play there and possibly maybe push for a test selection as an Englishman because he's not going to get in the Australian side so it's so young, Charlie. No, he's fucking shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and um, <laughs> the other out, but he wasn't a retirement, so I assume it means he's Ooh. a listing, was Alistair McDermott. Oh, I could see him oh, for the sex really? So, yeah, so he's um, he's out the door in Queensland. Um, yeah, so not really too much else happening up there with the uh, Bulls. Uh, Aussie contracts with Joe Byrne and Marnus. So... Uh, luckily for Steve Smith, they might have got rid of Graham Hick, but they've still got Marnus to do his throwdown, so that's all right. <laughs> so next up, um, we head over to South Australia. So we've got the major in there. They've only got one. Is the buzz, Will Zisco. So he changed states last year from WA to South Australia, but he did so without a contract. Yeah. So this year, he has now been upgraded to a contract. So... Yeah, so congrats to the Buzz. He's one of our favourites here on the uh, podcast. So, so fingers crossed for him. He keeps going. South Australia, South Australia actually going to be an interesting one this year because there's talk that Lloyd Pope, now with Zampa gone, is going to be their lead spinner. So, <laughs> you know, they're pretty shit to start with. Uh, so, can you imagine when they bring that gun to Victoria and we just roll out a road and fucking pinch in that inning for 36 runs Slowest yeah, road on a, earth. Oh. The guy would have junk. to bowl 150 clicks to beat the bat, I reckon. Yeah, it'll it'll be, be at the junk and it won't, so it's not that big. So if you probably be hitting it, ain't on fucking secure the road. Poor old Lloyd Pope will be off fetching it. Fucking redhead. <laughs> fucking redhead. <laughs> so, the, uh, so as we've already mentioned, Zampa's gone to New South Wales. Some of the other outs for uh, South Australia was Tom Andrews has gone to Tasmania. I've got no fucking idea who that cunt is, but he's gone to Tasmania, so I, so I put him in there. And Alex Ross is being delisted. So, um, sweepologist. Sweepologist has, does not have a contract in South Australia this year. So, yeah, I found that to be an interesting one. But he's one of those blokes, I guess, he, even in the Renegades, he started to kind of lose a bit of his luster this year. So, I think he's um, he, he might find his way out of the Australian system full stop. I reckon. In the distant future. I reckon if you're not performing for the worst performed team in the Sheffield Shields or probably history, you're going to find it hard <laughs> to, to find a spot anywhere else, let me tell you. Uh, so, yeah, and that, so South Australia, they've got the Aussie contracts. They've got uh, Alex Carey, obviously, is keeping in the one days. Travis Head is in the test setup, so oh, I guess man. he has a contract as well. And Kane Richardson has a contract too. He so, plays heaps of ODIs. Yeah. Heaps, yeah. Hmm. Um, so from South Australia, we moved down to Tassie. So, um, so as as previously mentioned in the above one, is Tom Andrews from South Australia joined Tasmania. So, good luck to him big, and his big family. Name. Yeah, good work, Tom. Uh, but the other big name that the uh, Tasmanian signed was this some cunt who eats bananas and chops wood. Some fucking yeah, that's all. That's what the article says. Yeah, I, mean, I think you have to believe like, it. I think so. it's, let me. Sorry if I pronounce this wrong. I think it's Peter Seidel or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Never, never heard of him. He said he played for Victoria, so he must be one of those blokes, you know, fucking 
Just in and out of the side, not yeah, very good. Fringe. So must yeah. be young too, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. another prick who can get fat. Yeah, King OG can get fat. Yeah. Like, Once you're out, you're out. Hmm. <laughs> this is something ridiculous. Like Tassie gave him like a three-year contract. He's like forty-seven. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, look, it would. He dominated last year. He did play shield. Yeah, so I think it's a good sign. I don't know why Victoria didn't look. Victoria have a history of having old bastards in their team and winning shit. Well, oh, they offered. I think why? they. I think they just. I think like they did been one, years. I think they offered him like one, and yeah, Tassie yeah. offered him more. It's that simple. I'd give him two. I'd still give him two. Yeah, I guess so. But if when it's all said and done, the problem probably with Shield cricket opposed to like county cricket in England is that um, Australia in Australia it's it's more about who you can get an Australian contract onto. It's about developing yeah. Australian players. So <laughs> yeah, there'd be a so, bit of pressure about. Yeah, that so too. we're like the counties are still a big um, focus on winning county championships. So they'll yeah. keep an older bloke, and they'll and there's more teams. So there's there's more. Um, Abil- um, not ability, more availability for spots. Yeah, true. I reckon if you're 34 plus, which I assume Siddle is, and yeah, you're bowling medium. medium fast, any more than one year just, deal. Just medium. Like just like medium. It, the, the absolute like chance of breaking down. Oh, that's why That's why you look at Australian cricketers. They only get yearly contracts, don't they? Like they don't yep. have a... You know, Pat Cummins isn't on a six-year deal with the Australian cricket team, which... You know, I guess it's different because it's a national-based team and yeah, not yeah. a not a team team as such. But yeah, I still would be giving medium-fast bowlers over thirty, you know, multiple-year contracts, like giving a ruckman who's thirty-five or thirty-six a bloody yeah. three-year deal. You know, oh, yeah, it hasn't stopped Carlton doing it for about fifteen <laughs> or twenty years. But um, I, I agree. But oh, you wonder how many o, like ODIs. I mean, list A games and shit he's going to play. Because it could be the whatever it is nine shield games or whatever it is eight shield games. No. Yeah, he might just play shield games. You reckon? Yeah, and yeah, it's not a lot of cricket, so you can play for three years. I don't know. Or maybe they were just like, "Fuck, we need someone." Yeah, well, let's try and get Sids because we they probably knew he was only going to get one year. Yeah. Also, yeah. we haven't seen his contract because we're not privy to that information. No, because... but what we can do is argue about yeah, speculating yeah, on his a... contract. He might have a coaching aspect for the last two years, Ooh, maybe. Yeah, that's a possibility. There might be some kind of off-field involvement that yeah. sets him up for life after being a gap-tooth cricketer. So. He might be there. <laughs> yeah, he's not a gap-tooth cricketer anymore. He had those babies fixed. <laughs> <laughs> He'll always be a gap-tooth cricketer. Yeah, well, that first Victoria team. contract come through and he <laughs> smashed them straight together. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, got rid of the uh, porpoise teeth that he did have. That's it. Wonga uh, <laughs> in jail. <laughs> Still spends his off time in Yarrawonga in a pub with a flat peak cap on. So he goes oh, I know. Cool. Looking, yeah. looking way shorter than you think he is. Yeah. Asking yeah. for the footy. What else in Aubrey? Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. yeah. Aubrey, the, sorry. Yeah. Wanted to watch the bloody Kangas go around. Yeah, which was I reckon he would have gone up to be fucking shoulder. Down. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. Roo, roo, roo. <laughs> All righty. So uh, Taz has had a few outs as well. So uh, the governor retired, George Bailey. So he's retired to the governor's mansion. So he won't play be the anymore. last post, everyone. Yeah. And he's a uh, he's now selector for the Australian setup. Um, everyone, everyone's favourite leg spinner, James Faulkner, also has been <laughs> listed. 
Um, <laughs> Why well, that made me laugh so much? It's pretty good. <laughs> the man of a thousand shots, Simon Malenko, was delisted as well. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, Ross's man who's going to play for Australia is going to make it a lot of fucking hard to play for Australia now. Gorinda Sandu was also oh. delisted. Uh, he probably which, didn't bowl his offies. He should have kept yeah. bowling his offies. Which uh, which Sandu was delisted? The medium or the spinner? Uh, the one that wears the mesh shirt on the boundary. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the world's largest cubic security in his year. So the Tasmanians, uh, Oz contracts, they've got obviously the skipper, Tim Payne. Once again, we'll spend another summer not playing a home test, which is just yep. a disgrace. Oh. And the competition and Cricket Australia need to have a good, good hard look at themselves. And the other I is everyone's favourite cunt, Matty White. He's got an Oz contract as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so Two of their five keepers. Yeah. <laughs> and next up, we move um, we move over to WA. Um, dogs. So their dogs. big in was the one we mentioned before from Queensland, the Cannon, Cameron Gannon. Yep. Uh, the two outs there that are the big outs, they haven't really... Um, they, there's been no retirements or anything or anyone of note from that point of view, but they delisted <laughs> NCN, Nathan Coulton. Yeah. Yep. And this one, I, this one I didn't realise they delisted. The old suit and tie, Andrew Tyler. Yeah, he's well. well. yep. So a couple of um, BBL specialists there have uh, bitten the dust in WA. So from what I read, Coulton is not giving up on playing cricket. So I don't know whether he's going to stay in WA and play grade cricket and try and force his way in or whether he's going to go like an Andrew Feckety, possibly come to like Victoria or go somewhere else and try and force their way in grade cricket style like Maddinson also did in Victoria. So good point. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how. But Coulton, yeah, an article I read, he vowed to um, this will not be the last we hear of him. Apparently, so oh, hopefully that doesn't mean. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't mean he's going to like shoot up a bank or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going to say he's just going to um, mate, at the media for the next twenty five years. But... <laughs> Well, I think, guys, maybe we should give his manager a bit of a call. We might start at the bottom and work his way up instead of everyone's going all the way down. I reckon there's more chance of us getting Andrew Ty than uh, yeah. fiber to the node NCN. Uh, wasn't um, Darcy Short on the move as well? There was there was speculation that... I couldn't find anything about yeah, Darcy Short. So, there was some speculation yeah. that he might have been on the move, but I think that might have been... Smoke and mirrors, bull. Or COVID craziness has put everything oh, on halt, yeah. so... Shit, yeah. I couldn't see him in any of my movements. If he did move and I missed it, I apologise. I didn't see it. Surely NCN's got a back to Nathan Courtenau. Surely he's got a BBL contract, though. I'd imagine so. He'd have to, right? He's played a World Cup like fucking mm. never long ago. Yeah, so did James ago. Faulkner, though, didn't he? He yeah. was man of the match the, at a World Cup, and then two years later, he's out of favour. BBL's ran separate of the... Um, yeah, but Faulkner's yeah, only so. just been... Yeah, eight years later, being delisted. Nathan Coulton. Yeah, by a shitty state team. Yeah, by, the, by arguably the second worst state team. Yeah, not a powerhouse like Western yeah. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'm wrong then. Okay, we'll move on. Um, Mate, but Faulkner's, yeah, going, think... my Faulkner's going so well that you probably wouldn't get a game with ACT. But... Yeah. Jesus. The Comets are... Uh, 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 <laughs> he's, he's worried. He's so upset that the Caxi's been fucking forced out. <laughs> he might have got a game for them. And they got rid of the... Friggin' Futures League or whatever the second eleven competition yeah. is now, so he's no chance of playing. He'll be playing well aside S- for West Ivano. He'll be at Smithton second eleven for the rest of his fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, uh, I think WA got made those decisions on those two players because they were shit at Shield. That was meant to be the thought process, right? I think yeah. Vogus is co- coaching over there now. Yep. I think that's what he was saying. It was that they were, you know, they're okay in the limited format of the game, but they've been struggling in the longer format, which is why those guys don't have a contract. But I think they'll still play a lot of that probably goes back to the other thing we said where Shield Cricket's seen as developing test players. So if you're not a good first class yeah. player and with a um, test cap in your near future, then you're going to probably struggle. Or maybe Vogue just hates the counts. Yeah. Oh, over maybe the he was on the PA just telling them that I'll You shit. Go to Victoria. You shit. <laughs> I might coach you when I'm coach of Australia soon, but you shit now. <laughs> <laughs> and then like pretend to love him. No, I love him. That's yeah, just the way. That's just the way he needed to respond to um, my coaching. That's it was all. genius coaching on my behalf. Yeah. Or I just shit canned him to the media. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll wind up the WA. So uh, Oz contracts. Mitch Marsh, Jai Richardson, and Ashton fucking Agar has an Australian. Yes. Contract. When I read that out, it would read yeah. the list. I'm like, how has he still got a contract? Like, he's one of those players where you don't need to give him a contract. Like, he'll probably yeah. play. It's just weird. He plays two forms, though, doesn't he? T20 yeah. and ODI. Yeah. So. He's not even the best player in his family, but fucking hell. <laughs> the male model, where's Agar? Yeah, where's Agar? Yeah, um, so lastly and definitely not leastly, we move on to the fucking the powerhouse. That's the, it. The state that's lead, leading the battle to get to the top of the COVID ladder. We get to Victoria. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so um, still not undefeated. Really, the Vicks haven't gone out and gotten another player from another state. No need, so, is there, Vic? Not when no, you're that good, no, mate. When when you've Jeez. got this kind of talent internally, that means a player like that's myself. It. Can't even get in a squad. Like fucking hell. Like when that's some talent when, going on. When, when you've got just such elite pathways, Mick. That that's it. Just the grassroots of yeah. Premier Cricket feeding the club. So We're stuck in second eleven cricket. You know what I mean? That's how good this state is at cricket. Exactly. Mate, the Victorian pathways are so elite. I can't even find the fucking path, mate. The gra- that's it. It's that fucking elite. <laughs> Those doors don't open for yeah, us. They're, We're they're not like, that elite. I can't even find a fucking window to get in. That's, that's how fucking hard it is. Can't even drop a letter off with a letterbox. <laughs> What's a PO box? <laughs> um, alrighty. So the 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 maiden the inn of any note for Victoria is a uh, young Will Parker who was the. Leggy that played last year in the New South Wales Shield game and had the New South Wales um, commentators talking about playing Test cricket this summer, which seems a oh. bit extreme. But anyway, um, but he has been given a full contract, so he actually um, was playing before all this COVID stuff happened for the Eastern Rangers in the um, under eighteen competition in Victoria, and basically he has been touted as a potential draft pick and was. Not 100% because no one's 100% to get drafted or some are, but, you know, not that's everyone a, is. But he was very highly touted. For our yes. English listeners. Yeah, so he was highly touted to be um, picked to play Australian rules football, but has decided to opt out of that and has signed a deal with Victoria. All accounts, I think it's a bit like the Alex Keep one too. I think it's like two or three years. I don't think it's a well-known uh, yeah. deal. Yes, I, think, I think he saw... Um, what was happening in the current AFL season um, and was um, thinking potentially he might end up in Adelaide. So he's decided (laughs) that he's going to play cricket instead. Um, And like Alex Keith, 
did it the did it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah. Like I think Will's one. I heard one thing I did hear when I talked to Will Parker's manager was one of the big signing points for him was that he wanted to be able to play in a sport where if you walked the streets half naked seven thirty in the morning, you didn't get arrested. You That's it. Type of sport. No, no one recognise you. No one knows right. who the fuck you are. So. <laughs> Um, so, as we mentioned before, so the major outs are uh, Siddle fucked off to Tasmania to be a two-headed cunt. Tremaine fucked off to New South Wales to just be a cunt. Yeah. And Andrew <laughs> Fegarty, well, he retired. We like Andrew Fegarty because he left and came to us, so he's all right. That's it. it, like Chris Rogers. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, um, Oz contracts, uh, our man, Big Fat Finchie, is yes. one-day captain, so he's retained his contract. Uh, Glenn Maxwell still has a contract as well, as does Big Dumb Addo. So um, yeah, so that is all of the squads and the and the Oz contracts um, for next summer coming up. So there's not in terms of the contracting, apart from maybe Ash Nagar, there's not really anything that's like, oh my god, I can't believe that place got contract. So um, it's not yeah. that time anymore, is it? Like thirty years ago, you'd be sitting there going, "Fuck, how does this bloke not have a contract to play cricket for Australia?" But now it's like it's almost lucky like dip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you said, Agar's got one. Like how Zampa's got one when he plays one form of cricket. It's just, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. as talented or as deep as we used to be. Um, yeah. So, therefore, it gives opportunities for people who never would have got a look in if they were playing, you know, 25, 30 years ago. They also elevate a heap of people. Like, yes. Into the new sort of whenever they announce it and then, the, you know, four months in, someone plays a ridiculous first three shield games and gets in the Aussie side and they go, oh, yeah, you got a contract now. Yeah. Like, it happens all the time. So. Yeah, well, the next one on the horizons, um, you're going to have to fill the name in books. I've forgotten. But old mate from WA is the all-rounder, but he can't bowl because his back's fucked and he keeps uh, making runs. Cameron Green. Green. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Cameron Green. You imagine he's the next in line yeah. to really burst through and play a game without a contract. And our man from uh, Victoria, uh, the hockey puck, he's potentially yeah, there. Yeah, Will If he, if he yeah. makes some runs again. Mm-hmm. So, and the yeah. Felipe's name's been thrown around as yeah. well. He could play a bit. Yeah, so it's interesting. Probably that. Next generation, I suppose, you know, not quite there yet, but maybe three or four years, mm. and then they come into, you know, the test selection or yeah. test thoughts anyway. So, interesting to see what happens over the next three or four years. Yeah, I think it's a standard Australian um, setup for probably the last 15 years to 20 years, which is yeah. the bowlers are all locked in, yeah, and half the batsmen are locked in, and you're just milling about with the three batsman spots that aren't locked yet in a squad like a, or a, like a flying lasagna back in the day yeah yeah yeah. and like yeah. a Travis Head's not locked in really he's got a contract but you know what I mean he's every his position's always talked about how it's not in so in the same with um oh my god now uh Wade Matthew Wade as well yeah. there's those sort of spots are never locked in like they were when Australia was the pinnacle of international cricket for 20 years or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You just had your six batsmen. That was it, you know. The only spot that you could get a look in was number six, right, which is sort of how yeah. Darren Lehman got in and then Michael yeah. Clark got in after him and Michael Hussey got in after him, that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. So, yeah, that's pretty much yeah. the only spot that was any opportunity to maybe sneak into was that number six role because, you know, yeah. you had your keeper was all set out for the next yeah. 10 years and Adam Gilchrist, your top five was a lock. 
and like you said, you know, probably for the last 40 years, your bowling stocks have been your bowling stocks and yeah. they're pretty much just right themselves if, if they're fit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and now yeah. Oh, go okay, me. I was there, and we saw that with like a guy like Brad Hodge. He'd peel off if they've been under a year and not get a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Stu Law and all those sort yeah, of guys. Plenty of Jamie Simmons. Yeah, Mark plenty Love, of all those yeah. blokes, yeah. Yeah, but now, like, you know, you've got an opening spot that's like, oh, I don't know. It could yeah. go either way. You've got a number three spot. Oh, number three's probably locked in now. But the five, six. Uh, yeah, there's definitely, the there's, well. yeah, so there's there's definitely opportunities there. So. Yeah. That's yeah. not set in stone either. I know he's captain, but, you know, how many more series does he have in him? Um, yeah. Well, you'd yeah. imagine, like, there's a distinct possibility that this summer is going to be the last thing Yeah, potentially, fights. yeah, right. because Steve Smith might become captain again and therefore you go, oh, do we pick a, a keeper who can bat a bit like Alex Carey? We say yeah. thanks, Tim, for your time, but, you know, you're now 35, 36, time to go. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with that number seven spot, really. Yeah, I think so. Oh, an interesting time. Forever, but that's, yeah, that's so my I, opinion. Well, but, yeah. I think he's a, a clearly superior Glubman to Alex Carey, but they may look at it from the Adam Gilchrist, Kumar, Sankara mode and go, well, who's going to score us more runs? Well, can we yeah. wear a drop catch if he's going to average 30 or 40 more per game? Or you know, not that much. Even 20, yeah, 20 more. Yeah. yeah. And I think that becomes important too because we... Yeah. yeah. As lo- yeah, it's unlike- interesting. I suppose it, yeah. it depends on how the actual batsmen go. Yeah, well, well that's sorry, what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if the top five, sorry, talking over you again. <laughs> <laughs> if the top five do all right, well then you can you can wear a keeper that averages you know twenty nine to thirty two. Yeah. Having said that though, the top five did all right when Adam Gilchrist to the team as well. You know what I mean? It's the difference yeah. between making three hundred and five hundred. You know, like it's that's a good point. You yeah. want to punish and grind a team batting first, and then. Just bolt twice and not bat second. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's probably what they'll factor in. But you are right. In we don't have the luxury of a Gilchrist anymore. So if we can get our top six to actually make some fucking runs, we might be able to get away with paying to keep again because he's mm. just the best clubman yeah. in the country at the minute. You know. Yeah, that's a good but he's no like slouch of the bat. Like he can hold it. He's just not going to score you, you know, a hundred to one hundred and fifty once every fucking twenty tests or something like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and while we talk about Australian contracts and squads and the such, so there's an article uh, today basically with Aaron Finch talking about the 2023 World Cup. And oh, yep. he's essentially named three blokes who he thinks are going to be a really big um, part of that World Cup squad. And that, and they have, a couple of blokes we've already mentioned here today in this episode is Jai Richardson and uh, Cameron Green and Josh Philippe. So they're the ones oh, yeah. that Finchy thinks are going to be have a big say in yeah. our World Cup going forward. So Did name himself the big pooch? No, he's captain, <laughs> mate. No, you don't have to talk to yourself. That's right. Big <laughs> alpha move, just assumed, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Yeah, well, um, like, they're the obvious choices, right? Like, oh, 100%. Yeah, like, they're, they're the guys who look like they're the closest to the next step, especially in that form of cricket. Like, Philippe, I know it's not the same, but he's shown in the BBL that he's got a good head on his shoulders and he can bat, and he's a decent little keeper as well. Cam Green showed it across all formats, and yeah. Guy Richardson's fucking quick, so... It's what we are saying before, right? It, mm. it takes... Because it's 2023, which is, what, three years away, so... Yeah. Three more seasons of Matador set to sizzle to develop, and then <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. 
couple of meaningless five ODI series yeah. against India. Against or... some satellite country like Bangladesh <laughs> or <laughs> Ireland or something. They only ever do two two um, ODI series against those. Yeah, true, true. The big five, <laughs> big five bangers against India every year. <laughs> all righty, so we'll move on from all that and we'll move over to Alex. He's got a bit of a segment for us. All right. Well, yeah, well... Well, we had such a good reception from our listener, Jimmy Grant, on my Would You Rather segment, which was absolutely not hastily prepared very shortly before the last episode when I said I'd do a segment when someone asked me. Good pressure, Mick. That's good captaincy right there. Put the onus on me and I come up with the goods and we got listener feedback. It went off on the socials. It was trending from one person who sent us a direct message, not on our Facebook page, but directly to us. Jimmy Grant. So he came up with some Would You Rathers, which I'll put out to you guys. He came up with four. We have... We put it through our... Um, uh, safe, safe, uh, yeah, safe for uh, <laughs> listening uh, computer, and it went and there's two safe for listening. So the two <laughs> safe for listening are going to come out. Sorry, Jimmy, uh, but I think you probably know by now which ones we weren't going to put on. So, first one to save your life, would you rather? We'll go with you first, Mick, and then we'll go Bull because we went the other okay. way around last time. Yeah. To save your life, would you rather have Jade Dern back bowling over for you and has <laughs> to get a wicket for you to live or have Chris Martin to face six balls for you and he has to survive those six balls without going out for you to live? Go. Oh, fuck. That is tough. A good that one. is very it's tough. A really That's a good, good one. one. Um, <sighs> catches on the fence are still wicked, so I'm going to go with Jade Dern back. <laughs> oh, you reckon he's going to bowl one out the back of the head that will actually land properly? Yeah, I think he, he's the way cricket is. If he bowls six chip balls, one's bounding fucking land in someone's hands at some yeah. point. Yeah, fair enough. Over to you, Bull. I played cricket with a Kiwi bloke uh, whose surname was Martin, and he <laughs> was one of the all-time great park cricketers that I've ever seen in my life. So I'm going to back uh, his family, Chris. <laughs> to um, to uh, bowl or face it over without going out in these big stormtrooper pads, mainly because over the last three or four years, however long this fucking shit podcast has been going, we've been giving it to Durham back for so long <laughs> that I just can't jump on his side. So Chris Martin for mine. No, fair enough. Jeez, I've seen some Chris Martin like wickets where he just gets bowled, but there's nothing wrong with the shot he played. A forward defence, bat next to pad. He just did everything right. The ball wasn't even that good. It just sort of went nude and just he just missed the fucking thing. Stops everywhere and he just sort of goes, okay, this walks off. I'm like, how did it ever happen? How did you miss it? Like, your technique was perfect. Honestly, I put it, I think of it like this. If you're going to die, right, which is what it sounds like we're going to do with this, <laughs> what would I rather see? Would I rather see Dirtback? not get a wicket or get a wicket or what I'd rather see fucking Chris Martin fuck something up for the last time <laughs> and go to my grave with a massive smile on my face just thinking how the fuck did he miss that that's so good uh, fair enough that's fucking that's very um, persuasive there Bill. I think you put me over to the uh, Chris Martin side on that one <laughs> alright next, next one from Jimmy Grant our favourite listener oh, would you listener. spend would you rather spend an entire 40-degree day in India in the field with Laxman and Dravid batting the entire <laughs> day or spend an entire 
washed out days sitting next to Kevin Peterson and listening to him talk about himself. Uh, Over to you, Mick. Um, oh, I played my fair share of 40 degree days as a young pup coming up <laughs> in cricket. And I've played my fair share of cricket with self-centered fucking idiots. So um, <laughs> I feel I'm prepared for either one of these situations. Um, You've done your honours in both of those yeah. things. <laughs> but um, as happens when you get a little bit older, um, I'd much rather spend a day sitting on my ass raining than fucking standing in the field. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I will... I'll sit there and listen to uh, Kevin Peterson tell me why he's the great Kevin Peterson. Yeah. David? Oh, I, I look at it this way, Alex. Yes. Um, if you're out on the cricket field, you don't have to talk to the opposition. So um, I yep. would rather spend a day standing behind the stumps. Dravid and Laxman hit us to all parts yep. and have to spend any time talking to an opposition player, and that includes <laughs> KP. So that's what I would do. That, that, this is bloody good because I was like all over Mick straight away. I was like, oh, it's a good point because I'm pretty good at listening to people talk themselves up. I reckon it's one of my soft skills that I have. Like, I'm pretty good at it. And then like you just fucking knocked that out of the water with like, you'd rather not talk it up. And I go, yeah, actually way better not talking to opposition people. They are the worst. Anyone from the opposition are the worst. A good work, guys. I've got two from myself that I can oh, okay. Yep. All right. So this one, there's a couple of quick ones. Would you rather get a bear hug from Raheem Cornwall or a shirt front from Andrew Simons? Oh. Um, Raheem Cornwall weighs 140 kegs. I looked it up yeah. on the internet. And he's six foot five inches tall. And you've seen Andrew Simon's shirt front, that streaky yeah. guy. So, and he went down pretty fucking hard. Yeah. As a bloke who spent most of his football career getting fucking knocked about, <laughs> I'll take the shirt front. So I still think Ruck and Big Ruck team's going to crush me. So, oh, yeah. You'd have I'll, take, I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll brace, try and protect my ribs and go <laughs> flying fucking backwards through the air, I think. <laughs> Big Rakim would be like a, a cloud, I think. <laughs> if he wrapped his big mitts around you, it'd be like a, a caress from one of the gods on Mount Olympus. That's so I'd go with the big fella every day of the week, give me a big cuddle, and oh, I might, right. might even plant one on him while I'm so, big, so big, bit was... of a stay puff marshmallow man. Yeah. <laughs> So you're all like one of those, you know, those giant teddy bears, really rich women. That's it. Yeah, Yeah, one of those. (laughs) Yep. Okay, my next one to come up is, would you rather have to wear Matthew Hayden's biggest hat at all times (laughs) of your life? (laughs) Or you have to eat Steve Waugh's pink hanky once a week in public? That's all you have to. You have to walk out in public so someone's watching you, and you have to eat his hanky. When you're finished eating it, it reappears in your hand. You put it in your pocket, and then or wherever you want to put it. And then next time that, that week, you eat it again. Fucking hell! Or you can't take <laughs> off the biggest hat, the biggest stupidest hat Matthew Hayden wears yeah. or owns. Think about your job prospects, guys. You're walking down the street. You're playing cricket. You have to wear his giant hat. You're having a shower, giant hat. 
Uh. <laughs> it's a stuff though, Mick, isn't it? Yeah, this is a, this is a different one. <laughs> or, yeah, a, a thing that Steve always used for 150 tests or whatever it was, wiping his brow and blowing his nose on it. Probably wiped out <laughs> the inside of his box. Alrighty, so I think what I'm going to do is <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wear the hat yep. and eat the hanky. Yep. I hope my head explodes and that'll be like one week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just checking the final notes in here, Mick. I'll be a bit, no, nah, that doesn't happen. So you've just you've just given yourself the two two levels of hell at once, mate. I'm on the fence here, Kim. I like yeah. I like eating. Um, yeah. <laughs> I am a sizable fellow. Uh, you did mention snot and sweat and wiping of box, but I reckon maybe be, who knows? There'd be enough southern comfort on it to kill. <laughs> Those germs, but beautiful, sweet alcohol. Mwah. Shoe on the other foot. Uh, there's nothing sexy about melanoma, and um, <laughs> skin cancer is everyone's responsibility. So, just like uh, sound quality, mate, as you've always said. Quality. So, I think I'm going to go for the big, stupid fucking hat. All right. Um, Good luck. Good luck <laughs> washing your body in the shower, mate. You'd have to have the, one of the handheld showers to go underneath that. Bring me bloody head back, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh well that's the would you rather's for this week Mick alrighty thank you very much Alex uh, oh, anyone else pleasure. out there in uh, mid-off cricket in the mid-off cricket podcast universe wants to send us some through yep. uh, we'll do our best to get them on throughout we'll get, do our best to get them through our senses and get them on the show for you exactly it was just a computer algorithm that popped out no hard feelings Jimmy Make it no. cricket related too. Like I don't want to hear. Yeah, would you rather uh, one arm showering or one elephant or, yeah. shit or like <laughs> get pissed on by a hyena? Like, you know, would you rather be Mark well, or Steve? I think Steve's Kevin brother? Peterson Something would want like both that, of you know, those. Like, yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, yes, good point. Yeah. Cricket related. We don't want just random ones you've had on the internet either. Mm. Original oh. content. Alrighty. Um, <laughs> Do we have anything else, lads? I think that might be I think so. No, that's it. That's it, guys. I think that is another episode in the can. So that's episode (laughs) 127. (laughs) We're going to wrap it up right now. So uh, thanks to our sponsors over at Frederick Frederick Harold Sock Company. So hit them up for all your sock wearing needs. Absolutely. Jesse and the gang do a great job. They put back into the community and plant trees and do all that fantastic stuff. They make good stuff. fucking socks too, don't they, really? And they we do make have a good pair of socks. Of them. We, so, we um, definitely get amongst that. Is uh, you're getting into, mate, we're past the halfway point of the year. We're getting close to Christmas, so they're making good Christmas presents as well. So, yeah, they do. Stocking um, stuffer. Yeah, so that is it for us here at the uh, Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Um, if you happen to have any uh, leads on the whereabouts of Ross Slater, please send it <laughs> through to the podcast Facebook yep. page. And we'll follow them up and try and see if we can find out where. <laughs> all right. Thank you all. And thanks for listening. See you guys.